Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. You. You out there, Kettle? Hello. <laughs> Damn. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, boy. Hey. Not much. That hello you gave was kind of, yeah, anyway. Carol over there stumbling around, falling off her stool. What's going on? It's, it's all good. All right. I'm here. I said hello. Okay. Maybe we can get you back in the studio one of these days. <laughs> we can all be back in the same uh, space. It seems to make things work a little smoother. Okay. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So everybody's all right? Hey. End of the week, end of the month, end of the month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling fine, 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 fine. Woo! Hey, um, the uh, beginning of next week is going to bring on a whole new situation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Whole What's new, on there? Whole new month, whole new season. Oh, whole new okay. weather pattern, a whole new everything. Believe All me, right. you watch when November get up in here. Well, shout out to the new. All right. Mm, you know, I wanted to mm, talk about mm. a couple of things. Uh, I was going to talk about, uh, I know Tom Brady's going through his thing. But, uh, you know, I really want to upgrade on that and talk about the situation with this election coming up. You know, uh, just do a roundtable for a minute. What do you think is going to happen the evening of, uh, what is that, the 8th? Mm, is that election day? Second, third. Whatever that Tuesday the 10th, is. Not yet. It's down the 8th or the 7th or whatever. The second Tuesday of November, that election day for the midterm elections. What do you, would you think that night is going to be like the purge? Or, uh, I hope no, not. and I'm not laughing. Yeah, it's the eighth, but I it's hope the eighth, not. yeah. I hope people aren't going to act a total fool. I mean, what do you think? I mean, because if you look around the world, if you're seeing some of the debates that are going on right now, man, these people are only going after a job, a position, but damn, they're just going for blood. And then they're putting major situations in there, you know, on the abortion level conversation and things that are, that are major, 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 we don't even know who these people are because, you know, to become a senator or a congressperson or a governor, there's not, not there's not a lot of education that's required, you know, and that's very evident with uh, Herschel Walker, you know, and there's not a lot of common sense required, 
You know, it's just, you know, a clean record and American citizen and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, but right now, with the different elections and the different people talking about people and the stuff going on, it's just, this is, damn. And this is a prelude to the presidential election. Boy, we, man, we are just, we shooting tear gas in our own damn house. You know, it's crazy. What do you think mm. about that? I think it's going to be some major upsets in various states and cities. I just hope that there's not going to be a problem. Yeah, I'm not talking about the race. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about the the aftermath and whether or not people are going to concede when they lose, or are people going to say they lost, or they're going to follow the Trump thing saying that it was a steal, or they stole the election, or all the votes wasn't counted. Oh, I mean, yeah, usually, I think they're know, definitely going to do that. When we were younger, usually the election was over at 11 o'clock at night. By 11 o'clock news, you knew stuff. But now, that joint will go on for, to the middle of November, I guarantee you. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of that, because people have already been primed for it. They've been almost trained for it. They've been told, if you don't win, fight back. Yeah. Say it was fake. Recount. Say whatever, ask for the recount, all of that stuff. I mean, what what do you think, Kevin? Mm. Um, it's too much going on. It's, it's crazy. Um, we'll get into it later, but, you know, from Pelosi's husband to, um, you know, just how, I hate to say, but the Republicans trying to, gonna, you know, going to try to steal the race any any means necessary. Uh, any way they have to do it, they're going to try their best to do it. Um, it's just a hot mess. So it's interesting we talked about it because my um, aunt called me today and made sure that I was going to vote. And, you know, she gave me a good spiel today, and I'm like, well, I'm way ahead of you. I've already done my vote, so, you know, early ballot, whatever, through the mail. So everybody's really talking about um, this election and how important it is um, to vote. Yeah. You know, we got we to get out there and do and do our part, you know, and hope for the best, you know. So, but I also see. think... In connection with the uh, upcoming elections, there is definitely an uptick in violence against elected officials and, you know, like all over the place. And I, I know we're going to talk about Pelosi's husband, but he's not the only one. You know, there has been a variety of things over the last few months that have come up where different elected officials have either been threatened. I mean, we can go back to, um, gosh, I can't think of her name. Governor, uh, what's her name? Governor Whitmer, Whitman, whatever her name is, I believe it's in Michigan, where those men were plotting to kidnap her and all this stuff. There's like a whole lot of stuff going on where people are plotting to do things, whether it was in her case to kidnap, harm, kill, uh, assault. I mean, just crazy stuff. And I just feel like if you don't agree with somebody, well, if you think you got a better plan, then put a campaign together and you run for office. 
If you think you know better than they do, why don't you get up there and say, all right, I got a plan. I can do better. I'm going to run. Otherwise, then vote for somebody who you think can do the job. But this violence thing, that, that, that ain't the way. You can't just say, I don't like what so-and-so did. I'm going to come up with a plan, throw some stuff out on social media, find some nuts that agree with me, and let's all get together and go hurt somebody. But that's the kind of stuff that that's the society in which we live right now. It's it's like buck wild world going on. Yeah, on that side of the table. Yeah. yeah. Well, only only because, and I say this here, only because a lot of people feel that when they're the aggressor and they think they have the leverage and they talk all the Second Amendment, so they obviously got the guns and got the this and that. I mean, you know, having a gun is always uh, making you feel like you're invincible or that you're untouchable until somebody's shooting back at your ass, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what people, if people of that on that particular persuasion haven't come to realize yet or haven't witnessed yet, is that you only you only are aggressive as your bulliness is not challenged. When somebody begins to challenge you you being a bully, at that point now, people got to back down. Because all these people are aggressive, and ah, they go to court, ah, I plead the fifth. You know, all the stuff with Bannon and all the people that the Trump followers, they all follow the same lead. You know, I'm a badass, I'm a bad. And then when they get arrested and they stand in front of the court, they're always smiling, 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 smiling. Yeah. But there's nothing to smile about when you are put in the system, you know? Mm-hmm. All these people that got busted from the insurrection right now that are pleading guilty and some are going to jail and some got house arrests and all and got this and got that. Well, you have a record now, okay? And you had to pay some legal fees and you had to go to court and all that. And nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to be on anybody's court docket. Mm-hmm. Because Trump ain't going nowhere. His rich ass is sitting in Mar-a-Lago Still a billionaire, still talking stuff, still making moves, still getting money contributed to him every month from all his followers, and you down in bumfuck Oklahoma somewhere, and you got three years probation and all this, and now you got to check in with your probation officer, your parole officer, or whatever, and, you know, but your life ain't like that. Only because you was a badass on the 6th of January... And now you got a you know a file somewhere, and I don't I don't know maybe they don't mind because of their white skin they feel like what the hell, you know Trump's going to pardon everybody when he becomes president in 2024. Whatever you think the end results of it is, you've been inconvenient. Mm-hmm. So, you know it's, it's heavy stuff. Like I said, you you a badass until as much as you think you got all these arms and somebody start pointing the gun back at you. Right. We're not talking about nobody shooting nobody, but when somebody got this, is, if just as many blacks went up there to register for guns as white folks did, and now it's known that black folks got permits and they're armed and they they got all these guns now. Now everybody ain't talking so strong no more because now, you know, but now the aggressors out there, the uh, green and all the other people that take their gun into the Capitol. Oh, Marjorie Taylor. Green. They think they the shit. But, mm-hmm. you know, when the shit start bouncing out, and it will after a while, 
People are cool out. Anyway, leave that alone. Uh, you want to give us a rundown on what's up, uh, Kettle? You still with us? I'm trying. I'm still here, Papa. I'm still here. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. All right. We're going to shift gears and go to the rundown. What you got for us tonight, Kel? All right. Our topics tonight in focus, Elon Musk takes over Twitter. Wow. Ooh, finally, finally, finally. Here's that uh, caption. Uh, also, unfortunately, Pelosi's husband attacked by a man with a hammer. And update on the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. All right. We're going to round it out with a cocktail of the week, the Jamaican rum punch. Need a nice <laughs> punch for the holiday. Okay. What's Papa with Papa Didi? My kettle's corner. Talking about relationships. Um, the weird news. Of course, we have to lighten it up. New Jersey woman hits a deer with her car. Deer fights back. Okay. Uh-oh. Also, woman arrested for drinking in Target dressing room. And man accidentally blows up backyard trying to rid it of pests. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm just saying with red wine, don't be a culture hoe. Okay. <laughs> Living for the city with Papa Didi, of course. My Hollywood wrap-up, the kissing list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? You know what time it is. Do you have any idea what time it is? What time is it? You know what time it is. It's time for the Friday Night Pajama Party Show. Welcome back to the John Party. One year old Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Boom, swat though. Woo. Hey. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's get into in focus. Uh, let's see. Oh, am I up first? Yes. Oh, my bad. All right. Let's start with Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Finally. He's been teasing us with that for the longest time, but now it's official. Did y'all see him walk in the headquarters carrying a sink? He walked in the building carrying a sink. A what? And then he, a sink, like a kitchen sink or a bathroom sink. I don't know what kind of thing. What the hell? Okay. He had a sink. All right. And then he tweeted out something that said, let that sink in. I was like, uh, okay, uh, so you uh, just trying uh. to be witty. Yeah, the driest oh. humor. I, yeah. I, I would think he was going to say something like everything in the kitchen sink. Exactly. That's where like I thought that. he was but going damn, with Damn, his, his humor went in a whole nother stupid-ass yeah. direction. I'm I like, thought he was going to say, I'm moving in with everything and the kitchen sink. Yeah, he, he says, man. let that sink in. Let that sink Oh, my God. I'm like, and how many hours did you spend finding uh. a sink? 
and coming up with that. Yeah. Anyway, Elon Musk has taken over control of Twitter mm. after a protracted legal battle and months of uncertainty. The question now is, what is the billionaire of Tesla uh, actually going to do with the social media platform? Uh, you know he's a billionaire CEO of Tesla. So now he's got to run Tesla and Twitter. Yeah, good luck with that. Musk gave one indication of where he's headed in a tweet on Friday when he said no decisions on content or reinstating of accounts will be made until a content moderation council is put in place. The council, he wrote, would have diverse viewpoints. So basically that's going to replace the group that was in charge of reviewing uh, you know, people's content and deciding who should be banned and all that stuff. He already got rid of all that. So now he's saying, all right, we're going to come up with something to, you know, keep things in order. But, you know, he also, now he's calling himself the chief twit. And I'm like, why would you call yourself a twit? Isn't that a negative term? Like when people say somebody is a twit, I mean, to me, a twit is a stupid person. But anyway, he's calling himself the chief twit, I guess, you know, a chief of Twitter. I guess he took a couple hours to come up with that one, too. But uh, anyway, he's been making some contradictory statements about his vision for the company. He shared a few concrete plans of how he plans to run it after he paid $44 billion, with a B, $44 billion dollars. To buy Twitter. My question is, is it really worth $44 billion? Yeah, that's something to think about. A platform <clears throat> that allows people to fight with people you don't know, talk trash about people you don't know, pretty much say almost anything you want about anybody. Is it really worth $44 billion? But that's what he did. So, of course, now Twitter users and advertisers and employees are trying to figure out, like, what's next? They don't know who's coming or who's going. You know, he fired the the CEO, the C, which one, CFO, the chief financial officer, chief executive officer. They're gone. And now a lot of people are wondering, is he going to let some of the people that got kicked off of Twitter come back. People like Trump, Kanye, you know, there's been others. People like David Dukes, the guy that was, uh, you know, an outspoken clans person, he was booted off of Twitter. So, you know, there's speculation about what's going to happen. So he says, you know, I'm going to dig in and figure out some stuff and, you know, but some of the advertisers are now getting a little concerned. Uh, One of them, General Motors, has temporarily suspended all of their paid advertising on Twitter Mm -hmm. until they, you know, pretty much figure out which way is he going. What he's trying to figure out. Yeah. They're like, you know what, we're going to just hold off on spending money on ads until we see exactly how Twitter is going to look in the next few weeks or months. And, of course, you know, Trump, he loves Twitter. And before he was, of course, he was banned before. But today, Trump tweeted on his little 
media platform, which I won't say the name because I'm not advertising it, but he created his own social media platform. But he tweeted out something that said that um, he was very happy that Twitter is now in sane hands. I'm like, really? You think Elon Musk is sane? (laughs) Just because he got a lot of money does not make him sane. That man got a whole lot of mess with him. But anyway, that's what Trump is saying. Now, here's the flip side of it, the dark side. Uh, Dozens of extremist profiles, some of them which were newly created as of today on Twitter, are already circulating racial slurs, Nazi imagery, and expressing gratitude to Elon Musk for his new leadership. One person shared a breaking news update about Elon Musk taking over the company, tweeting a racial slur, and end of the message said, thank you, Elon. So this is the stuff they're doing already. And they're doing this because since he took away all the restrictions of racial slurs and anti-Semitic stuff and all of that stuff, he basically took all that away until he gets his his committee or council, as he calls it, together. People are testing the waters to see, well, let's hurry up and throw stuff out there and see what can we get away with. And it's unfortunate that that's how twisted-minded people think. So they're already out there doing it. Like I said, you got the Nazi folks, Nazi swastika, swastikas, uh, N-word, people calling out other cultures in derogatory terms. They just went like buck wild today. So there's a bunch of stuff out there. Um, Somebody, uh, another account tweeted, Elon now controls Twitter, unleash the racial slurs, along with several derogatory comments while making the statement. See, that's the kind of ignorance that's out there. So there's a group, an advocacy group called Ultraviolet, who said that Elon Musk has opened Pandora's box and that the um, the board of directors should continue to enforce the ban on Trump as well as other violent right-wing extremists and white supremacist uh, people and groups. Mm-hmm. So... Twitter right now, until they put the boundaries back up, is like the wild, wild west. It's pretty much like when you have cattle and somebody opens the gate and the cows look around and go, hmm, the gate's open. Should we run? And one of them says, I'm going to run. And then the rest of them start running too. Now you got cows running all over the place and the gate's swinging open. Well, the one thing... If I can interject on this. Go for it. The one thing I want to say is that um, I think a lot of people are testing the waters on Elon Musk to see what he'll fall for. Because most people that are rich, they love to have their ego strong. And I think that's what a lot of these uh, white green groups are doing is stroking his ego and seeing if they can pull him in their direction. Because, you know, they when you come in early like that, it's almost like kissing the boss's ass. When somebody shows up for the first day as your new boss, and if the first thing you could do is stick your tongue up his butthole, then all the rest of your employees look around and say, damn, look how he's kissing his or her ass. My God. Mm-hmm. you know. But these people aren't really 
they they're kissing his ass, but these right wing people they got their own platforms, so they're using Twitter just to make it you know like gravy on the mashed potatoes because the mashed potatoes are already made. Yeah. So Twitter would just be gravy over top of that stuff if they allow to do. It. But one thing I want to put out here, and I want to put in everybody's mind, if Twitter was gone tomorrow, and if the electronic car called the what's this car called the Tesla? Mm-hmm. If Tesla disappeared and Twitter disappeared tomorrow, would we miss either one of those entities? Absolutely. Are either one of those entities really vital to our survival in society? I'm not not you as an individual, yeah. but us as a people. Some people would lose their well, mind. Well, we're not talking about some people. We're talking well, about us I'm as a people. The there are some people that are our people who use it all the time and depend on it for whatever reason, they would well, be losing their minds. If you depend on anything that has to do with the Internet other than me pulling up my damn Wells Fargo, you know. <laughs> so I'm just I got saying, you got some people that live and die by social media. Well, that's then that's, that's their are. issue. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's not necessary in some aspects, whether you have a business or your situation or your, you know, your business is one of the main entities and all that jazz, and mm-hmm. I understand all that. But some of the stuff that we read during boxing matches or somebody hit a home run or there's Twitter or LeBron said this, and bing, bang, bing, is it, what is it, an advertising staple? Or is it, if we were watching the game and he wouldn't, we didn't see LeBron's, tweet after somebody hit a grand slam in the World Series, would it make a difference on the game that we didn't see a celebrity send a tweet? I mean, it's becoming the situation where it's a fixated, something fixated again in the world that we have a false prophecy of what we think we need. I don't need a Tesla and I don't need Twitter. I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Either one of them are not a... Well, that's why I said I wouldn't miss it. But there are people out here right, who well, would be falling out. Okay, well, I'm not in support of that of them. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Kettle, you got anything else to add to this before we move on? <laughs> you were saying that um, the uh, board is still in place for Twitter. I don't know about the whole board. He's he's trying to put together a um, what's he calling it? A council. Yeah, he got rid of be in charge of, you know, coming up with a plan for how they, you know, make sure that people are to to determine whether somebody is banned or not Mm -hmm. or what's allowed and what's not allowed. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. He's a big advocate for free speech. Yeah, but he he dismantled the three people a day that was holding down that particular mm-hmm. department to yeah. show he's trying. But don't think them people didn't leave without some severance pay, okay? Don't even think that. Ain't nobody today in an executive position that been in position for a long time, you ain't going to just come in and kick them out the door without throwing some money in their pocket. And these people mm-hmm. like him being a billionaire, he could throw a severance package at them and send them on their way. People can give people $5 million and have them walk away because you don't want no lawsuits. You don't want no litigation. You don't want no, you know, so mm-hmm. the, oh, three people were let go. Yeah, let go with $5 million a piece in their pocket, believe me. Okay, yeah. so anyway. Whatever they got, yeah. So let's, let's move on. We didn't give Elon Musk enough enough uh, time. Are you ready to? Uh, <laughs> we gave him enough attention for the night. <laughs> yeah, we gave his, his dumbass enough attention, really. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. 
Are you uh, okay? All you right, ready for moving on. Okay. Uh, okay, I have the next one. Um, unfortunately, I hate to hear this news here, but this is how the Republicans, they're trying to win. Um, Pelosi's husband was attacked by a man with a hammer. The suspect said, where's Nancy? So apparently it was targeted for uh, Nancy Pelosi. Um, husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was violently assaulted by a man who broke into um, his uh, San Francisco home early Friday. The suspect, uh, 42-year-old David DePep, was found attack, attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer when an officer responded to a priority uh, well-being check uh, at 2.27 a.m. Um, local time San Francisco, uh, police said. Officers tackled the suspect and disarmed him. Wow. Um uh, Pelosi's husband, 82, is in the hospital and underwent surgery for a skull fracture and serious injuries to his right arm and hand. He is expected to make a full recovery. Um, But two sources familiar with the uh, matter told um, ABC News his injuries are uh, significant. Um, Wow. He allegedly entered the house through a sliding glass door. Sources say the suspect shouted, where's Nancy, before allegedly striking um, uh, Mr. Pelosi, uh, Paul Pelosi. Uh, Nancy uh, Pelosi was in D.C., and um, wow, that's, that's kind of messed up. So they have a home in San Francisco, so he was there. Um, that must be a primary home, and I guess, he, you know, she comes here to work. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy. It doesn't make any sense, but, you know, this is some of the things that the Republicans, I feel as if they're trying to, uh, you know, get rid of people. And that's sad, you know. They have to do things like this to cheat. That's how I feel you're cheating. So, wow. Well, I'm glad he was able to fight fight back, and he ended up calling 911. Yeah, Um that would have been a serious tragedy or something, you know. Wow, if he would have killed this man, it's just crazy. So is this man going to sing like a canary or is he going to shut the hell up and go to jail? That's the crazy part, you know. So, But that um, goes back to what I was saying about how you have mm-hmm. people out here attacking elected officials. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, the guy was going after Nancy thinking she would be there, but her husband was there. Mm-hmm. This stuff and, is crazy. Yeah, I was thinking, like that's what I'm trying to figure out. Don't you have some type of security, you would think? But uh, Yeah, they need. Uh, it should be, being she's the third person in command when it comes to a uh, uh, mm-hmm. world, world situation, you know, president, vice president, speaker of the house, you know. Right. It just seems so interesting. Maybe he's rolling freelance like that. And well, didn't you say security was there? Yeah, security stepped in. I think you know my thing is it's got to be inside job. Somebody and paid somebody well to get in this far, this close, and somebody. So I could see if they he was stopped at the gate and he was you know trying to get in or something. But you know he he gets in and he's he's you know going at it. Yeah, so authorities, yeah, you know, I guess point. the authorities, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they weren't there, he, he might not be here, still here. So um, I just feel like it was an inside job. That's what I think. So. You remember, My, I guess it was a couple of months back when somebody tried to get into the vice president's home? Or was mm-hmm. that the start or something? Somebody tried that, but the security people, you know, stopped that person and all. She wasn't right. even there at the time, but I think her husband was there. Mm-hmm. But it's just the point. Like, they've done that to the White House. They've gotten close to the front door. I'm like, how the heck can you get too close to the front door? Where is everybody? Is everybody asleep? What is going on? Yeah, it's probably real, like you said, some inside stuff going on for real. Well, remember, somebody got in the White House when uh, President Obama was there at the White House. He wasn't physically <laughs> no, I think, there I think at the, the time when it happened. But, yeah, oh, somebody got that. to the front door. Uh, did they get right. in or they just got to the front no. door? No, got to the front door. Yeah. I don't know. I guess where there's a will... There's a way. There's a way. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you know, you get somebody the right amount of money, you know, proud of somebody. Sure, come on in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, That's great. Yeah, we'll continue to follow it, check on his recovery. Uh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Prayers from Mr. Pelosi. Mm. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your... uh? Uh, hot. What is it? Well, I I want I, th- th- I want to read this here. This is now this is concerning uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Now, mind you, the sad story behind this city. Now, first of all, let's just say that Jackson, Mississippi, is the capital of Mississippi, our right? capital city. All right, let's not let's not forget that. But it's it's uh, the predominancy of, of black people just puts this so much on the back burner, even as far as a sarcastic-ass uh, governor is concerned. Remember a few weeks ago, mm. he says a great day to be anywhere but Jackson or some, something, something he said. Yeah. You know, white folks always come out of their mouth with some dry-ass humor that they think is funny. And it blows my mind, you know, it's like they just, and then the next, no, I apologize if it affected anybody's sensitivity or blah, blah, blah. But you're the governor, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to have a mansion in Jackson. I'm sure he don't live in Jackson. He probably mm-hmm. fronting the game. He may hang out there during the day, but he sure ain't drinking the water, and I'll tell you why. Excellent. Here's an update on the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, okay? About 10 years ago, all right, the city signed a deal. Now, just 10 years ago, let's go back Ten years ago, it was 2012. Just show you how long these the, the, the beautiful black people, because that that city has got to be at least 82, 83 percent black. Yeah. I mean, hard black. Okay. Anyway, about ten years ago, all right, the city signed a deal with uh, Siemens. Remember, Siemens used to have cell phones and all this stuff at one time. It was a a very prominent uh, electronic type of uh, now now electro- electronic, but they did all kind of stuff. Anything got to do with contracting on the level of whatever. Okay, they signed a contract uh, with all sorts of promises, okay? Uh, the company mentioned that it would change its metering service and billing systems, update Jackson's water functions, and set up the city so that uh, disasters that happened a few, uh, a few months ago wouldn't happen. However, former Jackson lawmaker, a guy named uh, DeKalb Stamps, Knowledge that Siemens sales pitch said 
as the system performs, it will it will pay for itself. Okay, and yeah. he was all behind it. Oh yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. All right, that didn't work. All right, first Jackson had to take out a loan to pay the cost up front. All right, before Siemens did anything, he had to take out a loan to pay the cost up front. Soon, the water meters weren't working. Okay, meaning higher bills for citizens. Problems with the computer system often resulting in people getting bills for thousands of dollars. You get a bill, water bill. You know, water bill usually comes in every three months, somebody every nine days. You get people getting five, six thousand dollars for a bill. So either it's not unfunctioning or somebody come check it, it's malfunctioning, whatever. So uh, Stance was entirely against the deal. Anyway, the city of Jackson sued Seaman and his subcontractors stating all the breakdowns resulted from a massive fraud orchestrated by Siemens that caused more than $450 million in losses to Jackson. Now, here's a little black city, which is the capital of Mississippi, for God's sakes. Now, I usually vacation sometime in Gulfport, which is right down the street from um, New Orleans. In fact, on Mardi Gras, if you can't afford to get a hotel in New Orleans, just try the hour down Route 10 to Gulfport, Mississippi. Stay in the Holiday Inn Express somewhere for $99. Anyway, that's, that's personal. Anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, yada, yada, Siemens contract. All right, now, Siemens, they agreed to subtransfer. They, they agreed to settle with the city. They, 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 let, me, let me back up a little bit. A massive fraud orchestrated by Siemens that caused more than, like I said, $450 million in losses to Jackson. So, Siemens and its contractors had agreed to settle with the city without admitting to any wrongdoing and repairs of $90 million. Okay? They agreed to pay $90 million on $450 million of losses. So, there was still a deficit when they paid up that money. So not only does Seaman point out that $90 million isn't enough to cover the cost of the repairs needed and the original loans and averaging 6% interest in Jackson, Mississippi, will be paying on a, they said they'll be paying on, they'll be paying to pay back Jackson until 2024. I mean, 2040, excuse me. 2040 is how long they're going to take to pay back Jackson. Now, forgetting all the numbers and everything that, that, that I'm reading and all the whatever, whatever's, Here's the deal. For Siemens to come in like that and see a city that's already just in a droughted situation, I can I can actually compare Jackson, Mississippi to a city in New Jersey called Trenton. Okay? Trenton, New Jersey. Mm. All right. Mm. Trenton, New Jersey is the capital is of, of of Trenton, of New Jersey, excuse me. This is this is getting me so upset that I'm just like flustered with it Calm down. because I have roots in Trenton, New Jersey, and I've seen the same thing go on in Trenton, New Jersey, where it's the capital and everybody's been through there. The gentleman just passed away, uh, Governor Florio, he just got died recently, got rest his soul. Uh, Christy Whitman, she was the governor there one time. Fat boy that was hanging out with Trump. What's his name? Chris, Chris, Chris Christie. Chris Christie. He was the governor. And these are three major players. Jim Florio, Christy Whitman, and Chris Christie. Three major players. And Trenton has always been a dump. Now, how are you going to have a city that, you know, and, and everything is in Trenton. All the 
the, the state capital. Every every capital has it. And the same with Harrisburg. Let's not leave out Harrisburg. I don't know if you've been in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania lately. That's a dump. And these are capital cities, which are predominantly black. Mm. And it's the same tale. Because, see, when the crap is rolling down the street, it can't do nothing but run into the water. So I'm sure there's water issues in Harrisburg. And we I always was getting mail in Trenton, New Jersey, saying, uh, boil your water first. Well, somebody tell you to boil your water first, man, that's some damn. You know what I mean? I can't even get up and just, like, go brush my teeth simultaneously. You know, let me just, you know, you go brush your teeth. Ah, here's a toothbrush. You know what I mean? What I got to do? Boil my water and then, ah. And I got bottled waters all over the house. What kind of life are you living in that situation? Mm-hmm. And who's living somewhere five blocks or five miles away in another town, like from Trenton, you got Hamilton, New Jersey, or Ewing, New Jersey. You know, where where the problem is not there. It's just, and I only say Trenton just to give a relativity to bring it closer to home from where we are now in the DMV and go down to Northeast Carter to let you know that what Mississippi is dealing with up there with Jackson, people are dealing with in their own capital cities that are always predominantly black. So it's just so interesting and misfortunate. And, and thank God that my man Deion Sanders has Jackson State football team, you know, like number one. He's doing his thing. He's on fire with that. Got talented people bringing the HBCUs full circle with, with talent. And, you know, he's just he's all in the game in Jackson, you know, which is so ironic. As bad as it is with the water and everything else, Deion Sanders is coaching that football team there, and they are doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So what they doing for water or whatever? I mean, I'm sure they're making it work or doing it, but they're they're they doing their thing. In fact, they're they're going to be on Saturday on national TV. They finally brought the uh, college game day, which usually goes to Nebraska or Alabama or Georgia. They're finally going, you know, to Jackson State to do a game this weekend. So now the whole college joint because Deion Sanders brought that much hype on how good his players are, that they're finally going to do a national TV game this weekend with HBCU College, which is Jackson State, with all the water situations and everything. So so bravo for that because, you know, God will always find a way. As they always say, trouble don't last always. So, uh, so the bottom line in Jackson, though, you were saying now Jackson they're in is debt? Just, they're, they're in, well, they're still in debt with their situation. Siemens is trying to pay them and walk away like this, but they left them in a deficit. And you know it's just it's just a mess. The, well, yeah, there's yeah, but there's some contractors now, some local contractors that are coming in trying to make it right and put things. In. These are old retired contractors that got together and got together as a as a community and trying to bring things back together with the different. But I heard that the filtrations. federal government was considering stepping in and taking control. Yeah, but I don't. So out of hand. Yeah, but I don't see anything on that. But well, I'm sure they they have to step in and do that. And thank goodness somebody like Biden's in there that may understand the situation. Ooh, of that. That's a mess. But but as you see, you know, just uh, it don't stop just in in Jackson. It's almost every black uh, city out there. Not to mention Flint, Michigan, which was a yeah that was, that was another the, one. That was the, the the guide iron for all this. So we'll we'll, we'll stay up on that Ooh, and we'll Lord. keep y'all abreast on what's up with that. But uh. All right. If you want to call in and comment on something, you know, give us a call. The number is uh, 914-803-4306. If you're already online, just press 1 on your phone while you listen to us, and uh, you'll be popping to our queue. So if you got any comments or questions. Uh, All right. 
Well, that wraps up the end focus. Uh, Kettle, is it time yeah. for a cocktail of the week? My goodness. You want to take a CC? Or? <laughs> yeah, let's take a little CC. Why not? All right. We're going to take a little uh-huh. break and come back with the cocktail of the week. All right. We'll do that. And we'll be back on the other side with the uh, cocktail of the week. It's the Pajama Party Show. This is Kettle with the Yellow Top. Join me every Friday for my segment called Kettle's Corner, where I'll be talking about any and everything from Hollywood to far Rockaway, New York, and everything in between. I'll take one of this week's headlines that caught my eye and give it Kettle's point of view. So join me. That's Kettle with the Yellow Top every Friday night on the Pajama Party. Uh, uh, new headlines are coming in now, so... I got to go check them out, and I'll see you in Kettle's Corner. All right, welcome back to the John Party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm your Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, swat out. All right, Kettle, uh, our cocktail of the week. What we got going on this week? Well, let's go to the phone lines first, and then oh. we'll come back to Kettle with the cocktail of the week. Let's see if we have a caller that wants to say something. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Did you want to make a comment? I just wanted to, I just wanted to say hello to everyone. I appreciate that. I haven't called in in a while. I think today what was on my mind the most was uh, I was thinking about Charles Barkley. Did y'all touch base on that? Not anything. Enlighten us. What's up with that? Yeah, what's Charles, uh, oh, Barkley, Charles doing? Barkley with that? With that? Uh, with TNT giving him two hundred, two hundred million. No, I didn't hear that. Oh, one. oh, yeah, yeah. Be, uh, yeah. I heard about oh, that contract. I didn't know how much it was though. Huh? I said I, I heard about it, but I didn't know how much it was. Yeah, two hundred. I was like, wow. He's gonna buy him a ring. He's gonna buy him a ring. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> he's, he's set for life. I missed call you early on that, homie. <laughs> uh, Woo. Yeah. And what is he supposed to be doing for two hundred million a year? <laughs> I guess just commentating. <laughs> Interesting. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I'm Kudos gonna... to him. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Ain't wow. That's a, a nice size contract to be talking trash. Ain't well, that's that an interesting segue. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting segue for for uh that's an interesting segue for uh for a commentation uh, for uh commentation that's coming up a little a little later. Wow, well, we appreciate the uh, update on that. Yeah, and, uh, thank you so much, Carla. Keep us in the loop of what's going on. Yeah, I, right. I, I didn't know if y'all had talked about it or not, but y'all have a good night. And, uh, and run me, I want to know what's the cocktail. I can see, can I make me one? Oh, sure, it's coming right up. <laughs> All right, You're ready. You're thank ready. you, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, appreciate you. Peace. Thank you, Carla. All Peace. right, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get to it. Uh, what you got for oh, the wow. cocktail of the week this week? Well, I since, know you got a good one for us. Since it's Halloween, we're going to uh, 
put it all together here. It's called the Jamaican rum punch. Everybody knows that about a rum punch, but uh, everybody makes it different. So um, this particular recipe, uh, two and a half cups of pineapple juice. This is all in the punch bowl. It's not one drink, people. <laughs> all right. Two and a half cups of uh, pineapple juice. That's your juice, Papa. Two and a half cups of orange juice. One cup or one and a half cups, whichever you prefer, of 151 proof rum. Um, you know, Bacardi makes it and there's other brands, but Bacardi is the most popular. Uh, half a cup of dark rum, um, preferably Myers. I like Myers. A fourth cup of coconut flavored rum, um, like Malibu rum. A fourth cup of fresh lime juice. Three um, tablespoons of grenadine syrup. One orange slice, one lime slice, and one lemon slice. So we're going to stir all these um, ingredients, uh, your pineapple juice, your orange juice, all your rums, the grenadine, and a punch bowl. And we're going to float the orange slices, lime, and lemon slices on the top of the punch bowl. And uh, ladle the punch into an ice-filled glass and enjoy. Um, You can refrigerate the punch bowl if you like, you know, before your party time. But um, it's up to you. So I wouldn't ice it down because, you know, it would water it down. So I want all the potency. So this is the uh, famous Jamaican rum punch. So ladle and enjoy. Wee! That thing sounds like it's kind of potent. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's going to get the party started for real. Wow. Okay, thank you, Cattle. Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. Thank you so much, D.C. Homegrown Entertainment, for the Cocktail of the Week and sponsoring that. And we're going to shift gears over to Papa Didi and What's Poppin'. Mm. Well, what's Poppin', Papa Didi? What's Poppin'? It, it's so much going on. You know, it's almost like I gotta, I got to put the stories in a in a in a hat and pull them out and see, you know, I had so many things on a, on a burner, you know, I just keep a mindset of different things I run across or see or, or realize. Uh, and one thing I realized uh, over the past few months or whatever is, is I look at uh, uh, the sports world. Let's look at the sports world for a minute. I'm not going to get crazy into it. I'm just going to skim the surface of it. Let's look at the people in the sports world and I only got a few here, but I'm sure the list is longer than this, that really need to retire, okay? Now, retirement is a beautiful thing, okay? It's a time where you can reflect on your life, focus on your life, understand your history and things you've done and what have you. We all know what Webster reads and when he put the word retirement in the dictionary. But we're talking about people that have made Big money in their careers, you know? Sports figures we're speaking on now that are just, I don't know why they're hanging around. I don't know whether they want to see the next generation or, or whatever. But one one thing I say, though, when you see the next generation to come behind you in the job market, sometimes it's not pretty, okay? Because you could be middle 50s, early 60s, man, and here's a 30, 40, no disrespect to age groups at all. But they just ain't thinking like you, you know, and you you just you you wondering what the 
what the, who the, you know. And like I said, I'm not disrespecting the age group. And they're definitely mature people uh, of, of a wonderful mindset in every age group. And you got people in their 60s and mid-50s that are, that are crazy as hell. But anyway, let's just go down the list of people that need to retire, okay, in my opinion. And now, despite how good they may be or whatever, but LeBron James, 20 years in the game, okay? Still good, still doing his thing, right? Still youthful and all that. But the team around him with the Lakers aren't aren't bonding because LeBron expects greatness because he is greatness, but that's not happening. So after a while... When you got 20 years in the game and you made as much money and as much as connect, when I say retire, I mean from his active being. I'm sure there's some LeBron lovers, and I love LeBron myself. But after a while, you have to step off in order to make things, open up the gates for, for other people. Even if you go into capacity of coaching and all that, because that's everlasting to be a coach or to be a mentor or what have you. All right? But. We'll skim on LeBron a little bit because he still keeps himself in shape and he's still doing his thing righteous. All right, Tom Brady. This year I think he finally revealed himself on his age because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is getting a butt kicked in and Tom is looking real shabby out there. It's hard to almost remember that the boy won all these Super Bowls because you can't see it. Aaron Rodgers. My goodness. My brother, you really need to go. Aaron Rodgers is Oh, my God. He don't have chick or child, can't keep a girlfriend, suffers as hell, making $50 million now, signed a new contract at his age, and got rid of the other brother, Adams, you know. Now, Adams went to the to Vegas, to Vegas, and that was his main receiver. So now Green Bay is getting kicked in the ass. So Brady... And Rodgers, y'all need to go. Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots, you Whoa. need to go, my brother. You won all these Super Bowls up there in New England and did your cheating and everything else, got fined for cheating and everything else you did, illegal and whatever. But it seems like now Bill, Bill Belichick is trying to outlive Kraft, and Kraft is the owner. So, damn, what you going to do, Bill Check? You trying to outlive Kraft? So when he died, kicked the bucket, you could take over the Patriots? I don't know what's happening with that. And the quarterback who used to be on Atlanta Falcons, now he's with the Indianapolis Colts, Matt Ryan. Damn. Okay? This boy is about as sorry as they come. What is he still doing there? Okay? Now, a brother that, you know, he's pretty good, but lately he ain't been showing nothing. His name was Julio Jones. He now plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He needs to retire. Brother, you was good at one time, but you ain't kicking it like that no more. Now, most of your sports analysts in baseball, football, a lot of them that are just talking heads. They've been there for years, and they and then they're judgmental. And then these people have votes when it comes to people getting into the Hall of Fame or people getting into different situations. You got some of these old racist analysts that will not let Barry Bonds into the Hall of Fame for whatever they feel their reasons are for Barry Bonds. Not, now, he got the most home runs out of everybody. Oh, he was doing steroids. Okay. But when Barry Bonds was hitting them home runs, you was in that stadium cheering for him. You was getting laid and everything that came along with everybody having a good time. But now that you're 20 years older and he's out the game, oh, no, he did steroids. But when he was doing steroids, you was 20 years younger as an analyst. 
and you was going to the games, you was living the hotel life, you had the seat up in the box and all that, all these analysts and all these voters of the game for Barry Bonds was having fun with him and and uh, all the other ones, Sosa and the ones that they are blaming on steroids, uh, Rodriguez and everybody that was making the game exciting. Everybody was reaping benefits out of the game that was being exciting at the time. But now everybody's being judgmental and won't let the brother into the Hall of Fame, but you was having fun during that time. I don't get it. But just to make a long story short, money is a true blessing in this world. It's just a means to an end. It came by love and happiness. But when you have compounded so much of it and you've been around a long time, now, you know, the college game is going on and the youth is coming in. Younger people need a place in the game. People need to coach, especially people of, of color and minorities. Man, we don't have anybody because some people just don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. And, and man, most of the time, well, they're raising them. It's not so much that it's racist. It's, it's favoritism, and there's no damn room because some people just won't get the hell out the way. And I think the the one that I would pin the star on as far as needing to retire the most is Bill Belichick. You need to get your ass away from the New England Patriots, okay? You've been there long enough. You get up at a press conference, you're mumbling, still mumbling. Well, what do you think about the game, Bill? I don't give a damn. You know, he's just an evil piece of shit that don't have any kind of dialogue, grammar, you know, personality. He's a mess, but he's hanging around. They hand him $25 million a year to do what? I'm going to leave it at that. So contemplate that and, you know, you know, just just kick that around for a minute. So you're saying if your time is done, get on out the way. <laughs> you, you've done your thing. And how much money can you can you make mm. in your life, you know? Yeah. Um, look at Charles Barkley. I guess $200 million. Yeah, yeah, well. A contract, yeah. you know. So. He's been around for a minute. Yeah, Barkley, he he's, you know, he's. He's a, you know. He's been doing subway commercials and I don't know what else. Yeah, but then wow. you know, but the backside of that, if you got some kind of gambling problem, yeah, I'm not saying that to him, but so most people that usually making money also have a vice to go along with the with the situation. So anyway. Well, he's oh, a hefty brother, so we know he eats well. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm just we saying. Okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah, we'll that keep one. it moving. I'm just saying. <laughs> What the hell? That brother eats well. Woo. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We uh, let's see. We're down to Kettle's Corner. That's oh, another oh, two okay. segment. Oh, Are, right. you ready, Are you ready, Are you ready? Am I for ever it? ready? ready? All right. Well, let's ready, go ready, for ready, it. Ready, ready. It's time. Wait. Let me do the intro. It is now time <laughs> for Kettle's Corner. She has something for us along the lines of relationships. So, take it away, Kettle. What you got for us this week? All right, all right. Sit back, sit back, and buckle up. All right. Um, we have uh, someone writing to us. Uh, her name is um, Kelly. So, she writes, um, Hi, my name is Kelly. I am writing to the Pajama Party crew for advice about starting a serious relationship with a professional athlete. I've been dating for about two and a half years now. Um, We have been on dates, some traveling together, and even been intimate as well. 
His best, but his basketball career is taking off, and he is committed and constantly training for the season. So sometimes he acts like he wants to be uh, committed in this relationship, and sometimes he is too focused on his career. So her question to us is, should I continue to date him and give him a chance to prove himself, or should I dump him sooner or later? And that is Miss Kelly asking our advice. So what do you guys think? Mm. Well, I'm going to let you go first. You're the relationship (laughs) doctor, so what do you think Miss Kelly should do? Well, my advice is I've been dating a guy for two and a half years, and if he's that much into his, um, uh, you know, his career right now, um, she didn't talk about age, so I'm not sure where they are as far as age. Um, I don't think I would make this a serious relationship. I would let him go ahead and do his thing, and um, when he's ready, or if I'm still available, um, then we may decide to do something serious. But uh, I would go ahead and let him go uh, sooner. So my my, you know, now says it's sooner than later. So you know, just having a good time. But uh, as far as something serious, no, uh-uh, I wouldn't. That's just my advice. Well, that's that's good advice. However, Mm-mm. I would say I would say this: <laughs> if uh-huh. if he's at the point, and of course we know there's no guarantee, but mm-hmm. if he's really good at his sport, she might want to hang on in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> Man, sound like a gold digger to me, man. I mean, is he interested in I mean, in I'm not career? just saying interested. for the financial. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not, not just for the financial <laughs> benefits, but she, Kelly sounds like she obviously likes him, which is why she's even, you know, raising the question. But, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, if she's she sounds like she's looking for a longer-term relationship. Right. She did not say that he's not looking for a long term. It's just that right now he's more focused on trying to get his sports career, you know, together. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that's the yeah. case, I don't know, maybe maybe just maintain the relationship but not mm-hmm. try to make it such a what's the word I'm looking for? Um what, a serious relationship or big deal or just yeah, I mean, casual. Not casual, that's the word. Maybe okay. just maintain the friendship, let him do his thing, but, you mm-hmm. know, don't just totally kick him to the curb. If she mm-hmm. really likes him, you know, give him a chance, let him develop his sports thing, and if he's still interested in her, I mean, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want her to be around for when he gets around to her. You know, she needs to continue living her life. But, you know, just maintain the friendship. I wouldn't kick him to the curb is what I'm saying, bottom line. I got you. Okay. Uh-oh, come on, Papa. It's that male point of view. What's going on? <laughs> what you say, Papa? Wow, that's that's really that's really deep um, because I, I think from the very beginning when you meet someone, despite what their profession is, you have to realize how long, what is what is your time frame in a relationship? 
uh, me personally, I think that um, if you're with my thought process today is if you're with somebody at least uh, four years, you ought to be married by then. You know, they were dating how long? You said two years, two and a half, two and a half years, two and a half. half. Yeah, well, two and a half should. If it's a consistent, committed relationship, mm. two and a half should at least have uh, opened the door to engagement. You know what I mean? Because nowadays, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship. You know, that's that's a thing of the past. I mean, that's if, if you're going around and introduce somebody as your girlfriend or as your boyfriend or, or whatever your, your sexual preference is, you know, that, that just friend thing, really, the friend zone... And an introduction level only gets so deep and only carries with so much weight where other people in the room will end up pushing up on your mate because you're only introduced them with a friend tag. So people will question that when she walks to the bathroom, another guy, because no, oh, so that, that's your little, that's your little, they always put the word little in front of it. Oh, that's your little boyfriend. You know what I mean? They belittle mm-hmm. the terminology of it. Okay. You know, and I think the term engagement carries a little more strength to it. So if she's not engaged to that person from two and a half years, and if he's a professional athlete traveling, then there's not even a ring to constitute any type of uh, a level of commitment. So that, to me, I think they just... you think she should kick him to the curve? No, I don't think anybody's kick anybody. I think it's time they have a serious conversation on where they're going, where they, what, what, what they're doing. They need to understand for both of their sake, not just for the sport or the money thing, but just for, you know, a life partnership or, um, yeah. you know, somebody to be in your life as far as your, uh, what do you call that? When you get older, you're, you know. Older than you? <laughs> no, no, not, not your companion, <laughs> right. Companion. Oh, okay. And, okay. I, and yeah, I don't. You're saying, like, you need to have that conversation and say, look, are we trying to really do something? Where are we with serious? the companionship level? Or is this just. Right. Passing time. Right. Do we enjoy being with each other or do we enjoy each other? Because, you know, oh, enjoy okay. being with someone means I can sit with you between 1 and 7 and watch football games all day Sunday. But if I only want to see you for an hour and a half until we both get up out of the bed and take a shower, then we just enjoy, you know, it's a hit or quit it being together, not being with each other. So, you know, okay. you know, I don't have to explain it to the adults here okay. tonight. But, uh I just think they need to have a conversation on where do we go? Where do we go from here? So, you know. Well, I hope, I hope that was helpful to you, Kelly. You got three different perspectives. So mm-hmm. pick the one that works for you. <laughs> That's all. If, if any of our listeners want to chime, our listeners want to chime in, y'all could have an opinion. Because I'm definitely not the, the Steve Harvey guru of that. All right. Well, <laughs> let me go to the phone lines. I'm going to pick up another caller. See what the callers okay. have to say. Hey, callers. Okay. Welcome to the Java Party Hello, Show. Go right ahead with your Thanks for welcoming. Hey, how you uh, doing? How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Good. Fantastic. Good. So, so I did want to comment on go the right um, relationship part thing about, you know, marriage and all that. I think nowadays, especially with the younger generation, my generation, um, people don't really look at marriage the same way. And so Mm -hmm. it comes with a lot of baggage, especially for, you know, kids who had their parents break up or, 
you know, their parents' parents. And then, you know, it just trickles on down to this fear of marriage being so big ah, and such a big commitment yeah. that people want point. to start from now on. You know, I'm I'm committed oh, to this person. This is somebody I want to be with for the rest of my life, but I'm not marrying them. I have this commitment mm. that we have understanding and we're just life partners. So that's how people are moving differently nowadays. It has it's, it has the same weight as a marriage, but without the legal status of everything. Um, so even if it doesn't have the benefit, you know, things like, for example, if this person is employed and they have health insurance, they can't, I, well, I don't know if this is true, but I don't know if someone can add someone to their health insurance that is not their spouse. So if that is the case, you know, I know when you're married, you can do it without, you know, even thinking about it. But if you're not, if you don't have that status, then things, some things like that can work a little different. So is that not a concern? I don't think so. I don't think so, honestly, um, because then they because they would get married. I think that um, you do marry out of either status or security or support. Um, and some people, of course, do it out of love. But those three things, that status, that security, you know, it's, 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 that's important to people. Um, and I don't think it, it really is important to some people in my generation. I do say that. That's interesting. I appreciate your generation's perspective. It's very, uh, it's a nice learning experience. No, well, I appreciate you sharing. taking my, yeah, taking my share. Oh, please believe me. I everybody's everybody's opinion in this world is really what makes the world go around. So let me ask you this before we let you go. So if things don't go well in the partnership, and people decide to go their separate ways, you just go your separate way. Absolutely. Ooh. Okay. So no divorce, no lawyers, no court. No divorce, no lawyers. I leave with what I have, you leave with what you brought. Mm. Okay, now. That that sounds kind of liberating. It's just like, you know what, we don't even need all of the legal drama. It may be emotional drama, but no legal drama. Absolutely. And then, okay. you know, no divorce rate, so. <laughs> I, I got you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for enlightening us on what the what the generation is doing. That's, 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 that's really good. That's deep. Okay. All right, Carla, appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. You, you too. too. Thank, thank you, you so much. Love you much. All Peace right. out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you heard it. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. They said, no, we roll in a different way. I heard it from out the, uh, uh, what is it, Mouth of the Babes or whatever, what do you call it? Yeah. This generation said, yeah, we don't need to do all that. (laughs) We just going to keep it fluid. That's what I'm hearing. Keep it fluid. We're going to rock it as long as it's rocking, and when it ain't popping, we're just going to keep it moving. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's Thanks, see. Paul. Are we going to take a break and then we go into the weird news? Sure. Let's take a little CC. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. 
And, uh, wow, that was deep. I, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a minute. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with the weird news. So don't you move. It's the Pajama this Party Show. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the Pajama Party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bumslide, darling. Oh, it's time for the weird news. Yay. And I'm going to jump in first with this crazy story out of New Jersey. I've got New Jersey woman hits a deer with her car and the deer fought back. Imagine that. The story goes, I've seen deer try to fight people. But it's unusual. Uh, but it's usually when the deer gets, when the person gets too close to the deer. Never have I seen a deer come running in on the attack like this one did, especially for revenge. And that's the way it goes out there. Sometimes you can always count on the great outdoors to bring the surprises. Unfortunately, deer have the whole world against them. Everything is either trying to kill them or compete with them, and it's a constant battle for deer for food, space, and safety in their world. And just when things are going well, they try to cross the road, and you know what happens. They get smashed by a car. Well, this deer in Jersey said he had had enough. A woman in Howell, New Jersey, was driving her car along the road when she struck a deer in the middle of the street And as a cop was rolling up to check out the scene, he caught the whole thing on his dash cam, and this is what he saw. A a deer or a buck, because this was a male deer, a buck came running out of a ditch straight for the vehicle that had just hit him. And as he gets close to the car, the woman, not seeing the deer, was about to get out of her car because she sees the cop pulling up. So she's in the process of getting out the car, so her door is open. This deer is charging up to the woman that had just hit him and knocked him in the ditch. The deer runs to the woman, sees the open door, jumps almost in the car, and fights the woman. He jumps, like you can see it in the video, the deer goes into the open car door and starts boxing this woman. Of course, she didn't see the deer coming because it happened so quick. So she's kicking at the deer with her foot, 
trying to, you know, battle him to get, you know, trying to defend herself. She's kicking at the deer, and she finally knocks the deer down because he's already injured. So the deer falls on the ground, and eventually, I think he must have just gone back into the woods. So she ended up um, having to get treated for minor injuries to her knee, and unfortunately, the deer later died. But he went out swinging, literally. He went out swinging. So there you go. Wow. You got a deer that got hit and came back out the ditch and fought back. <laughs> oh, he tried boy. to kick her behind. I guess that deer said, no, you're not going to just hit me and get away with it. <laughs> I've heard it all. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, it's the weird news. If you if you can find it online, you gotta see the video. <laughs> okay. That deer runs up to her open door and gets on his hind legs and starts Man, going at you, her. Let me tell you, deer. <laughs> She's kicking it. It's let me crazy. Tell you, deer, deer, a deer is the most in shape creature mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, wow. they're not even trying. They're like a they're bunch solid of, muscle. They're like a bunch of Bo Jacksons, man. They're. <laughs> Mm, wow! I've Ooh. seen them in action, man. They, them boys are in shape like you wouldn't believe. Well, that's my weird mm-hmm. news. What you got, Kim? Um, this is crazy. It, it seems like a, an advertisement for Target and um, Stella. Um, a California <laughs> woman in um, uh, Laythorpe, California, she sold. Um, she shopped there two hundred dollars worth of merchandise from Target in uh, Lakebrook, uh, California. But the real story is, um, her name is, uh, we might have put on a kissing list, uh, Alicia Johnson walked into Target dressing rooms with a cart full of items, including a six-pack of Stella uh, Taurus beer. Johnson then proceeded to camp out in the dressing room for an hour while she downed every last one of the Stellas. From wow. there, she left the store with the rest of the stuff she wanted for free. So basically, Johnson uh, did a silent power hour in the Target dressing room and then drunk <laughs> as hell, finally had the courage to uh, to try to walk out with the rest of the stuff that she wanted. It didn't work out. She got caught immediately by Target security, but at least that hour in the dressing room, she had her fun. Um, mm. Target should be thankful that Johnson settled on beer. They sell boxes of wine, um, and in California, they might also even sell liquor. Wow. Ooh. So um, Johnson was arrested and, and booked into the um, San uh, Jaquin um, County Jail on suspicion of shoplifting and also for three other warrants that she had uh, out in her arrest. Oh, she had warrants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably why she went in there and got drunk, <laughs> trying to figure out how the hell she going to pay it. So, yeah. So, Stella's on the map and Target's on the map. Wow. Interesting. Mm. That is crazy. I don't know if there's a good, yeah, I don't know if there's a good plug for Stella or not. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it might be one for Target because, you know, a lot of people don't know they sell wine um, and beer, apparently. <laughs> well. So she sat up in the dressing room and drank the whole six-pack of Stella beer and then decided to just walk out with a whole bunch of other merchandise. She tried. Mm -hmm. She tried. (laughs) Woo! 
This is the weird news coming to you live. Okay. From the pajama party. <laughs> oh, my goodness, my goodness. What is going on? I didn't know Target sold uh, alcohol. Yeah, well, oh, this yeah. was in, you say California? Well, they sell it here. It's Target. In the DMV. Oh, did they really? Yeah. yeah, hello, hello. I need to know okay. where y'all been. <laughs> I think I'm shopping at the wrong Target. Hmm, probably in Maryland. Yeah. No, All right. Right, there, right here on 14th Street. I was like, okay. You see where we've been. In, yeah, I walked <laughs> in the Target and saw the wide of me at the door. I said, okay. And then on that's the how outside. It is. That's how it is in New Orleans. New Orleans is like that. They got booze yeah. and everything. Name it, CBS. Hey. The CBS is selling liquor. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, <laughs> wow. I love it. <laughs> All right, what's your weird news? I can relate to this story because me being a person originally from Philadelphia by way of New Jersey, it wasn't until I got to the DMV area where I met my first mole. (laughs) Okay? I ain't talking about mole on your face, mole on your body. I'm talking about the mole in the ground. Uh Uh-oh. I ain't know what was going on. But this story here, mine wasn't drastic, this, but... Man accidentally blows up his entire backyard trying to rid uh, rid of a pest, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, at some point in life, you're bound to face one of the more frustrating problems of being a homeowner, okay? Creatures digging up holes and tunnels under your yard, all right? I experienced that completely oh, one day. Whether it's moles, like I said, groundhogs, ants, roaches, Rabbits, I mean, there's all kind of stuff. When you have a nicely groomed lawn, wildlife is going to take notice and try to move in. All right, just so you know. Most people take the conventional route to get rid of the problem and simply call an exterminator, set a trap, or get out the trusty rifle, (laughs) whatever you do, and handle the pests. But some people decide to take a different approach, all right? Like this guy who decided to put the old, uh, let's light something and stick it in the ground, all right? But unexpected results happened. He lit whatever he decided to light. He had a fuse on it. And when that happened, he must have got too excited with his explosives. Because when he did it, he blew up half of the yard. Oh All God. the dirt and grass and everything blew in the air. The dog blew in the air. Everything just blew in the air. Him and the dog was all right, but the yard was a complete mess, a complete mangled situation. Mm-hmm. And and I like I said, it, it, the end results was they, they say call it in the future call it professional, which I agree. But like I said, in my own story, when I found Ooh. my first mole in this area, in one of these little suburban areas, where I'm out there mowing every day. Well, oh, nice yard, nice yard. One day I come out and for the first time, I'm seeing what looked like a hole at the beginning of the driveway, and then a track like like there was some kind of bumps underneath the grass, a, a even line like something was living under there, and then a hole on the other side of the yard where it came out. Mm. I didn't know what to do. I'm poking sticks down there, poking pipes down there. Putting all kinds of stuff. I go to Lowe's, Home Depot, spend about $60 in traps. I look up at the wild. The yard is destroyed. 
because I'm trying to just do my own thing. Ooh. After a while, I just came to the conclusion that, you know what, whatever's living down there is going to stay down there because I'm just throwing some grass seed, and I'm just going to fix this and just let it be. But come to find out, when you see the hole like that, one thing you can do, and I've tried sticking that little, they got a smoker thing, look like a big firecracker. You stick it down there, you light it, and it sends smoke in the ground, all that crap. But that probably just makes them drunk. Did that blow but, up the yard? Nah, but, but when I messed up the yard by poking holes in the track that they make. The one thing you can do is you pour fertilizer in the holes, the little beaded fertilizer, little black beads. comes in a blue and white bag at Home Depot. Fertilizer comes in different ways. But this was the little black bead fertilizers, and you poured it in there. And I did that for you a few times, and it kind of got rid of them. In fact, I told a guy at Home Depot they had the same problem about mold. He looking in the mold section like I was one time. I said, man, get you some fertilizer and pour it in the holes. But like I said, I experienced that thing, especially those molds. Those molds get in your yard and, whew, Take over, huh? they're vicious. And like I said, being from, you know, Philadelphia, living in cement land, you mm. know, like they say in that song, New York, concrete. Oh. The concrete city is what we're made of. All I right. never experienced that kind of stuff. So, Well, this has been a public service announcement. Yeah. What I, to do when you have things running around <laughs> underground in your no, yard. I recommend call a professional. Call a professional. All yeah. right. Well, that wraps up the weird news. I'm ready for I'm just saying because I'm ready to do it. You ready to get right into it? I'm ready. All right. Fire me up. We got uh, Red Wine coming up with her segment called... Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Y'all know it's Halloween this weekend. Uh, what's the day? The day is the 28th. 28th. So, you know, there's a petition circulating that people are saying, why don't they just make Halloween be the last Saturday in October? Because sometimes Halloween falls on weekdays, and then the kids want to go out and trick-or-treat, and it's a school night. People got to go to work. It's just inconvenient. So for people that are into it with the kids, they're saying, look, let's just get a petition, get everybody to agree, make it the last Saturday of October so it can always be on a weekend. I don't really do Halloween because I don't have any little kids, but I actually think that's a good idea. But that's not my point. My topic tonight is I'm just saying don't be a culture hoe. I was going to say a culture whore, but I changed it to a culture hoe. And with Halloween upon us, lots of people are getting ready to do the costumes and the parties, celebrations, and all of that, which usually involves getting made up to look like someone or something that you're not. And that's fine. That's cool. But keep in mind, if you are a member of a predominant group like white people or black people, for that matter, and you decide to dress up like somebody from another group, like Native Americans, or if you're a white person, you want to dress up as a black person, you're now crossing the line from costume into cultural appropriation. Mm. And that's not cool. So I'm just saying, don't get caught being a culture hoe. As you know, people do it all the time. You know, when people like Kim Kardashian decided to rock some cornrows and call them box braids, and people went off and lost their mind because people looked at them and said, box braids, those are cornrows, and how dare you? And they called her, you know, culturally appropriating um, an African-American or an African hairstyle. But the people who do it, you know who you are. 
It's those white folks who can't wait until it's a masquerade party or Halloween to dress up like buckwheat and wear blackface all under the guise of it's just a Halloween thing. It's just a party. Or it's that blonde chick that wants to get her hair cornrowed and put all the beads in it and think, oh, it's just uh, for the event. I ain't trying to say anything with it. Yes, you are. When you do stuff like that, you just might be a culture hoax. I'm just saying. It is a difference between a costume and culture. People's culture should not be paraded like a costume. Black folks should not be putting on things like an Indian sari. You know, the the wrap that Indian women wear is called a sari. You should not be putting that on if you're not Indian and gluing that fake bendy, that little red thing on the forehead. Don't put that on if you're not Indian because those things have cultural significance. And white folks should not be putting on full Native American headdress like your Indian, you know, chief somebody, and you're not. Stop doing that in the name of trying to have on a cute costume. It's cultural appropriation, and it ain't right, and it ain't cool. There's a lot of meanings behind people's culture and costumes that if you don't know anything about it and you're not part of that culture, Stop messing with people's culture like that. You shouldn't toy with it or take it lightly because somebody, sometimes people think, oh, it looks good, I like how it is, or they're making a joke of it and they think it's funny. When you do that, it's disrespectful and it's culturally ignorant. Whether it's a Japanese kimono, a Balinese temple dress, or face painting like the Maori in New Zealand, If you've seen the New Zealand, the way they paint their face, that has cultural significance. It means something. Don't just imitate it and throw some stuff on your face and say, oh, I'm a New Zealander. No, you're not. What you are is a culture host. So before you decide to go to a Halloween party, dress up like somebody from another culture, look in the mirror and see if you see a culture host. And if you do... Take that stuff off and show some respect to the culture and to yourself. Would you want somebody to go to a party dressed up as a caricature of you? How would you feel about that? I don't think you would like it. I know I wouldn't. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, you can dress up and have fun, but don't go out and be a culture hoe. Happy Halloween. Never look at it like that. Oh, right. He says Happy Halloween. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, dress up like a Star Wars character or something that's not a real thing. But, you know, seeing people imitate somebody else's culture, that ain't cool. Stop doing that. Wow. So I guess I, guess I got to apologize because. Uh... What? You were getting ready to be what? No, when I wanted to get with a white woman, when I wanted to get with a white girl back in the day, I'd hang out at oh. at, a, at an Irish pub on St. Patrick's Day. Oh no! Oh, Here we go. Boy. Yeah. By two o'clock yeah, in the yeah. morning. By two o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning at an Irish pub on St. Patrick's Day, you bound to get laid. Holy, holy! What the hell is that shit? <laughs> Everybody drunk. <laughs> keep it moving. Uh, white women, you know. Anyway, 
Living for the all city. All right, let's keep it. Let's Papa Didi, what's happening in the city? Living for the city. All right, let me let me hit y'all with this segment because this kind of broke my heart. You know, a friend of mine, close personal friend, as a matter of fact, put in for a job recently in Prince George County, and I always wondered in Prince George County, when I go to a restaurant out back or uh, anywhere of a, a, a standing nature, you know, if I got a problem and, and I have a hair in my food or whatever the case may be, I complain, and as black as Prince George County can be, whenever I ask for a manager in one of these restaurants, whether it's Red Lobster or Olive Garden, a white person always come out the back as a manager, as black as Prince George County can be. I'm like, well, wait a minute, I done called for the manager in three, four different restaurants in Prince George County, and every time a white person comes out, and I'm looking at enough black folks working the service, enough to make, like they say, to make a Tarzan movie. Okay? So so where, why is it always a white person representing management? Anyway, I finally found that the solution when a good friend of mine put in for a job, I'm not going to say where because I don't want to put him or the place on blast, but this man was great or is great at his position in this establishment. Knows his shit, in other words. Okay? Now, when he put in for this position, he actually came over to my crib to use my computer on the uh the Zoom-type interview. Now, I'm in the living room, you know, and he's in the dining room at the dining room table. And he put on an impeccable interview with two white women in Ohio, which was a higher level of general man. He was going for a general manager in this place. These two white women was in Ohio, the Ohio branch of this company, which is a national chain, Okay. He was impeccable with his rhythm, his mannerism, everything he said, did, knows his shit, knows how to upsell and do everything, okay? This is a place where they offer something at a bargain, but you upsell, up, upscale people with different, you know, things you put in the in agreement and all that. He's fantastic at that. In fact, I brought a couple of products there where shit's been $89. I ended up paying 300 you know. And and I was like, wow, you know, but it was worth it and whatever. But anyway, now his general manager that was hiring him for the general manager of this store, she wasn't even involved in it. So it leads me to the belief that she didn't want him to have it from the beginning. So she sends him around Robin to interview with an Ohio group, which had nothing to do with Maryland. Okay? Prince George County, Maryland. So he interviewed did a fantastic job. All of a sudden, now these were two white women he interviewed with, and his general manager in Maryland was white. So a few weeks later, she tells him, oh, you did an excellent job, you blah, 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 but you didn't get a job. We gave the job to somebody else, female, white woman, okay, and she'll be coming here in about a week, and she's not even from this area. And I told the guy, I said, look here, first of all, you got to get the fuck out of there, okay? And excuse my language, but I said that to make my story sound better. 
I said, boy, you know your shit. You know your shit well. I mean, very well. You're good. And whatever shortcomings they think you have, it's all a charade because at your age, and he's early 30s, at your age, your age group is in big competition, huge competition. But they're not telling you because, see, you're just a, a, a black man with great mannerism and great leadership abilities and everything, and they're scared as hell of that. They're scared of you. They're scared of your facial hair, your hairstyle, the way you wear your tie, the way you smile, your charismatic nature, your ability to relate to anybody from soul to Caucasian to rap, and anything that you can adapt to that has to do with the generation of people. That store generates more people in there when it comes to their upswing as far as, like I said, it's a chain. And they have told him that the, the the feedback they get in that store of how much they sell in that store is greater than anywhere. But they did not hire this man for that that next position of general manager, which explains from what I said in the beginning when I first started talking. Every time I go to a restaurant or store in Prince George County, when I go to complain about something, the manager that comes out to the back is white. Why are they white? Because they just ain't hiring our asses. I don't know whether they're scared or they're too worried about themselves or they don't want growth in the situation. But how are you going to have a business where a bunch of Negroes patronize you every day? Seven days. I go in Outback over here in Largo, Maryland. It's full of Negroes every day. And on the weekend, they lined up. They're out in the parking lot smoking weed, waiting to be called on their little – little, they send them a text telling them to come in. But you go in there and ask for the manager, who's going to come out the back? Little fat white boy. Who's he related to? Where did he come from? Did he drop him from a goddamn helicopter down the chimney? Where did he come from? Did he drive in from Laurel? You know? Where where did, he, where did he come from? Why don't you have the representation of the representation representing the representation? That's what I don't understand. I don't understand it. And it makes us all think that whenever something goes wrong or something got to be fixed, the only one that can fix it is a white man coming out the back door, coming out the back the back of the store. But he sits in there all the time. Same place, Home Depot, Lowe's. Call for manager at Home Depot and Lowe's in Prince George County. See who comes out. You got a complaint about your $800 hot water heater or your $2,000 refrigerator, whatever. I need to speak to the manager right now. All of a sudden, here comes Joe White Man out the back every single time. And it relates to the story I said about my friend that didn't get that job. Boy, I tell you what, they about to have an election in a couple weeks with this Brother that's running for mayor. Mm-hmm. Looks like a good candidate. You West know? Moore. Westmore. Looks like he's a good dude. You know? Looks like he want to do something. But my brother, if you can hear me in the sound of my voice, you need to get more people like you. You're going up for governor, and people are pulling for you. Then you need to get more people that look, walk, and talk, and act like you, male, female, whatever, of color, black, brown, whatever, 
of any significance, man, and we just got to start sprinkling like we sprinkle salt and pepper on our food, man. Because it's a damn shame that Prince George County looks so damn black on the outside. But on the inside, you know, it's still decorated like the normal, usual suspects that run stuff. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was a deep one tonight, Papa. Oh, I tell you. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. We got to keep it nice. moving. Let's go to the Hollywood wrap-up with Cattle. Oh, she got all the Hollywood. Ready to go to Hollywood? Need to take a break. Ready to go to Hollywood? Well, we're getting. Yeah, if you get, we got to close out soon. Uh, yeah, let's keep. You ready it for Hollywood, there, Kettle? Oh, let's let's keep opening. Hey, that's fun. All right. Let me all give right. a little theme song. Uh, go for it. Hollywood. All right, go All for right. it, Hollywood wrap Thank up you. with Thank you. All right, sit back, buckle up. Um, Dolly Parton, haven't heard from her in a minute because she says she's going to retire. Do you believe that? Wow. <laughs> oh, we talked about that. Good. Okay. She she's going to retire from touring. That doesn't mean that she's not going to continue to get her uh, residual income coming in. She's going to sit back, relax, and do nothing, but she's not going to tour as much. Um, She says she has no intention of going on a full-blown tour anymore. I've done that my whole life. I think he's been doing it since he was 14 or 15. Um, Yeah, so I did hear that 9 to 5, they're going to um, revise that as well, and I believe she's going to be in it as well. So, oh, really? Um, yeah. So, uh, it's going to be a, a younger element, but I think her and the original cast will um, be in the um, the next nine to five. So, I can't wait to see it. I mean, I like the first one, so, hey, why not? But uh, Dolly Parton, she's taking a break from touring, so, you know, that's a good thing. Like you said, leave room for other people. Like you said earlier, Papa. Mm. Um, also, Chaka Khan, she was honored with the um, proclamation by New York City Council. Wow. Music legend Chaka Khan was presented with a proclamation honoring her life and achievements by Speaker of, of the uh, New York City Council, Adrian Adams. Uh, she presented the proclamation um, in front of a small gathering of fans at Times Square in New York City. All right, girl. I saw the big billboard. Um, hey. She, um, Chaka Khan's been a pioneer. Music has inspired generations of artists, for sure. And they do a lot of sampling on her music as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. I remember when she was with Rufus. I mean, hey, that was the, the breakout group right there. In 1973, Rufus signed mm-hmm. with ABC Records and released his debut album, Rufus. The group scored top 10 hit on the Billboard Hot 174 with the song titled Tell Me Something Good. Hey, who doesn't know that song and don't remember yeah. that song? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Tell me something good. Hello. Um, also, yeah. my girl, my girl, she's in the news as well. Her tour has just been off the chain. Her uh, Good Morning Gorgeous tour is a, a master class in showmanship. I mean, from her costumes to, you know, the singing, 
her usual steps. I mean, she's opened the door for these younger artists to, um, you know, kind of implement what she's what she's been doing for what almost twenty, what over twenty five years. Um, so they said this tour, uh, which ended in Inglewood, California, um, this is one of the best tours that she's done. So uh, kudos to Queen of, of Hip Hop Soul. So you've been you've been doing your thing. Like I said, she's been changing probably four or five times on the um, concert tour. I mean, you know, each each gig she's been changing. So kudos to her and kudos to her um, her costume uh, team as well. You talking um, about Mary J. Blige? Yes, my girl, Mary J. Of course, of course. Oh, okay, I, I didn't hear her name. I just want to make sure. Oh, that's I'm, who sorry. You're talking I'm about. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my girl. We, we heard your evacuation. Hey, okay. Queen of Hip Hop. Everybody should know who that is. But anyway, yes, Mary J. Blige. Mary um, J. Okay. Also, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Haven't heard his name in a while. He joins the cast of the Wicked movie. Adaption in the key role. Uh, Goldblum joins the cast as already incredibly star-studded with the film set to be headlined by uh, Ariana Grande um, as the Good Witch, Cynthia Erivo. Um, also, Jonathan Bailey from um, Bridgerton. Um, all right. So, be interesting. Uh, They're doing Wicked. a movie from the musical Wicked. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, um, that's coming out in uh, release Christmas 2024 and 2025. So, hey, kudos to him. At least he's still working. Thanks. Hey, and still looking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jeff Wongo. Yeah. Also, um, you guys could probably relate to this. Uh, former SNL star Chris Red, he was punched in the face in um, unprovoked attack outside a famed New York City comedy club. What is going on? Um, he was punched in the face outside of the New York City comedy club. The attack unfolded on Wednesday about 9.30 um, in front of the um, comedy cellar. Um... Red is 37. He was um, he exited the vehicle in front of the club when an unknown individual approached him and punched him in the face. The assailant fled after hitting the victim, and Red was found by responding officers. Emergency um, services responded, and he was going to um, perform that night with some company that night. Uh, so we'll have to keep an update on that. As far as I know, he's still in the hospital. Um, wow. I, what is going on with people? I, I just don't understand. That is crazy. So, uh, yeah. For what reason? I mean, was he targeted or was it a mistake? Thought he was someone else or, or what? I'm not sure. Yeah. Was it random? I don't know. That's crazy. Um, also, Whitney Houston's estate. They um, debut a signature fragrance inspired by the music icon's Favorite scent and personal style? Okay. Can't get with this one. Whitney Houston Estate has partnered with the Scent Beauty Primary Wave uh, to introduce a signature fragrance inspired by the late music icon. Um, hmm. Whitney Houston Signature Fragrance launched 
on HSN with a two-piece set featuring a 3.4 ounces of bottle of perfume and a six-ounce bottle of lotion for $59.95. Okay. Would you guys uh, purchase that? <laughs> okay. I don't know about also, that one. Also, they have a, a $79.99 bottle, a um, crystal shake bottle, paying homage to um, the legend's um, personal style. So, uh, And the notes of fruity, pear leaves, pink pepper, fresh orange. Uh, I don't think so. That doesn't sound uh, <laughs> interesting at all to me. I'm sorry. I mean, um, for that price? I don't know. No. Nah. Uh-uh. Also, Kiki Palmer says she wants to team up with Will Smith for a comedy movie. Interesting. Um, at the annual 100 Next Gala hosted by uh, uh, Kiki Palmer, she shared several potential partners that she would be interested in working with. Um, she said, I would uh, love to uh, be in something with my girl, Melissa McCarthy, and uh, also Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith will be such an, uh, an action comedy of sorts she talks about. Hmm, interesting. Okay. okay. Um, hey, maybe uh, Will Smith will come out the woodwork. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, Rihanna, she has released some new music. And it's on the uh, new Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Um, they premiered it um, on a couple of radio stations today. That was pretty good. It's called Lift Me Up, and it's on this, uh, like I said, the soundtrack is Black Panther. And uh, she hasn't released anything in about six years, so I guess she's been living her life and having babies and, you know, doing her thing. So I guess it was time for her to get back in the studio and do something. So kudos to Rihanna. All right. Okay. That's my Hollywood wrap-up tonight. All right. Well, thank you. That gives us uh, all the info we need. We're all up to date now on what's happening in the entertainment industry. And real quick, we're going to go to the Kiss It List. Kiss It List, end it up. <clears throat> Break it down, Papa D. Kiss It List is uh, people that, uh, this week we put on the Kiss It List that showed their butt hiney. And uh, we're going to run a list of names of people that's on the Kiss It List, and then we got a song for them. At the end of that, we got uh, Ted Cruz. We'll do it real fast. We only got about 10 minutes before we wrap up. Uh, Ted Cruz for a uh, mocking, uh, yeah, veterans uh, performance debate. Yeah, he got yeah, the nerd. Pennsylvania. Ted Cruz got the nerd to talk about anybody. Utah Sheriff Deputy uh, Amanda Edwards, she was trying to uh, lasso a homeless black man in Utah. Yeah, that was crazy. Stealing sunglasses. So she la- tried to lasso Yeah, him. she had a lasso out. Come on, it's better than a taser. Well, these oh white folks, their, their mindset is off the chain. Uh, the man that blew up his backyard in my uh, story there um, was a Heathrow United Kingdom uh, Medical Center senior nurse telling black nurses to uh, bleach their skin to be treat- treated better by white people. What the hell? Anyway, Herschel Walker was caught was lying again. Lindsey Graham. Laughing behind Herschel Walker, uh, his speech, alleging his new uh, abortion accusation. So Lindsey Graham Mackley is on his side, but he, he laughed. Yeah, he back there right laughing now. like, oh, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. And Virginia Governor Yelkin for making uh, jokes about uh, Pelosi's husband, 
saying we're going to send her back there to take care of her husband once we win these elections. I'm like, damn, y'all, and that wasn't even funny at all. All the hate speeches, um, uh, let's put the young lady's name uh, from Georgia, her crazy ass. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Marjorie Green. Marjorie Taylor Green, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, schools that uh, ban black and, or, or, and uh, Asian hairstyles. Uh, David LaPoe for uh, attacking uh, Mr. Pelosi. Uh, Miss Jackson, she was a target store, uh, target store theft we talked about earlier. Yeah, getting drunk and target. Yeah, and Fox News stuff. Network for blaming Nancy Pelosi and Biden for uh, Pelosi's husband's attack, saying that uh, their liberalness bringing people out to attack him. Please give me a damn break. So all these people, and uh, Donald Trump, he's a permanent resident on the kiss it list, as well as uh, other folks. So anyway, yeah. we got to get through it. So uh, here's a song we dedicate to all the people on the kiss it list. Yeah. Kiss my entire Hi, welcome back to Badam Party. One host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, my darling. All right. It's time for the last word. Last word. What's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is uh, just be careful out there. This is the weekend before uh, Halloween. People are going to start wearing costumes starting tomorrow night, I guarantee you. And it's going to roll through the weekend until the official day of Monday. So watch yourself. Be careful. If you're not giving out candy, turn your porch light off. You know, don't put no indications. Don't have the cow, the kids come up to the door if you ain't got nothing for them. You know what I mean? But if you do have something for them, put something out there. A little skeleton on the door or something. Cut the porch light on and uh, give them some decent candy. You know, something you paid a couple of dollars for. Don't give them no candy corns without the damn wrappings. Anyway. And my last word is... If you're giving out candy, do not give them candy corn. That's some nasty, uh, disgusting stuff. But no wrapper. Yeah, it's loose ah. and it's horrible. Yeah. I don't even know why companies still make it. But I just want to remind people, don't don't wear things that represent other cultures. If that's not your culture, don't disrespect somebody else's culture in the name of it's a costume and it's just fun. Because it's disrespectful, and you're a culture hoe if you do it. Mm. So, just reminding you, don't be a culture hoe. But it's all about love. Happy Halloween. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kelly? My last word is just simple. Vote, vote, and vote. Um, yeah. It's early election, through the mail, on the standing long line. Um, also, you can... Uh, vote early in D.C. That's, that's uh, October 31st. 
some other places, they are already voting now. So get out there and go vote, people. I mean, an hour out of your time, I mean, it just doesn't make sense sometimes. We always complain, but we don't take no action and do anything about it. So this is your chance to do that. So just vote, vote, vote. And be safe out there this weekend as well. Amen to that. Well, that wraps it up for us. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us and listening to the show. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a neighbor about the Pajama Party Show. And uh, again, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks to our sponsor, DC Homegrown Entertainment. Appreciate that. And uh, thanks to all of you. Yeah, we'll see you the first week in uh, November. We'll all say goodbye to October. It's been a violent month, but goodbye October. Mm-hmm. Hopefully November will be calm. Mm-hmm. We're out of here. Say good night, Papa Dean. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. Say good night, Cal. Good night, and thanks for the callers that called in and had conversation with us tonight. We appreciate that. Good night. Appreciate it. All right, and this is Red Wine saying bonsoir until next Friday night. We'll see you then. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravadeji, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night. And good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, oh, oh.